Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Today, I'm joined by my producer, Eric Johnson. Eric, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Jeremy. We were just talking here, and hopefully it's warmer by the time this airs, but it's zero degrees by you, two degrees by me. Yeah, you got you got us beat. <laughs> I got you beat. Yep, you got it. Oh, man. Well, besides the weather, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Medicare and You 2022. I like it because it rhymes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I like it because it's part of our Medicare series, and this Medicare and You 2022 is a booklet that comes out uh, every single year. If you're on Medicare, you should be getting that. If you're approaching 65, you should be getting that. But I think as you're hitting retirement, you might be 55 or 60 even years away from Medicare, but that's going to be a whole new world for you. I think if you're someone who's planning on ever being on Medicare, I think that's just about everybody, mm-hmm. or on Medicare, this is actually just a great resource uh, that just talks about what for a lot of people is brand new stuff, is just Medicare and what changes for the new year. Here we are, 2022. What's new for 2022? We want to talk about that. Okay. And this is, you're saying this booklet gets mailed out to everybody? I mean, that it does. Yeah. If you're, age, yeah. Right. If you're on Medicare, you get the booklet. You turn 65, when you, which is when Medicare basically starts for most everyone. You get the booklet. And hey, if you don't get the booklet, we're going to have a link to get it online. It's 128 pages. Maybe uh, save a tree or two and just go get the online version. Well, I was, I was that that was actually my question is that what if you have somebody who's you know 45, 50 years old? Uh, you and I have talked about the sandwich generation on this podcast a lot. If they want to take a look at things to help their parents. Now, well, you just already gave the answer. My question was where can somebody find it? But you, yeah. you're going to give that uh, link, correct? We'll have that link in the show notes, but you're right on. It's not even just your 60 and retiring and thinking about what might happen to you a few years from now. You're right on. You're, you're 40, 45. Your parents are 65, 70. Mm-hmm. They're on Medicare. They might be coming to you questions. You've never dealt with that before. Here's a great, huge resource uh, we'll talk about later. And in the end, there's even new vocabulary. There's different things you've never heard of before. Mm. They have a whole vocabulary kind of definition list, which is so helpful as well, too. Good. All right. So where do we start today? Yeah, so I'm just going to go through the book basically from beginning to the end. And right there on page two, it says, what's new and important? That's probably a good place to start, yeah. right? You should, <laughs> that, that, especially you get this new booklet every year. Go take a look at it. So page two, what's new and important? I'll go through a couple things there. Of course, COVID-19 still around. And so it talks about how there's tests and services and vaccines that are related to COVID-19. You can figure out what's covered, and it shows you exactly which page you can go to on there. There's a new cognitive assessment and care plan. People are getting older. People are having more cognitive situations, and they have a a new way to cover you for a completely separate visit. It's not just thrown on to your doctor's visit. Hmm. It's a separate visit to talk specifically about cognitive impairment, how to review everything hopefully get a diagnosis if that's what you need and develop a care plan. So that's a new thing for 2022. I'm surprised it took them this long. Yeah. But thankfully they did, right? 2022, if you, here you go. This could be the 45-year-old you're talking about. You're thinking maybe parents might have 
a, a situation where their cognition is declining, it's a covered assessment specifically. It's not just you know, mention it to your doctor at the end of the visit. It's, it's specifically for this cognitive assessment. So that's very worthwhile. Yeah. He, my, my dad's 20, uh, 22. No, he wishes he was 22. But as that's 80, right. He 82, thinks he's 22. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But as 82, and he actually just went for uh, a cognitive assessment. Uh, and it there was really go. prompting by my mom. And, and I talked to him about mm-hmm. it too. But And, and he's all, all about it. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go show off, which he did. It was good. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But I, I'm really, really glad that that was available to him. Yeah, for sure. Well, it says even right there, it says it, it helps detect the earliest signs mm-hmm. of cognitive impairment. I'm just assuming that... Uh, you've got your normal cognition and things kind of start going downhill Mm -hmm. and it might be helpful to have an understanding of when did it first begin and what's the progression from there. So it's getting a baseline might be a helpful thing too. Absolutely. Good. We'll go from the head down to the other end of your body here, but uh, interesting, they've got a blood-based biomarker for colorectal cancer, which I never thought I'd be talking about on a podcast, but it's, not too bad of a thing. Everyone ought to be getting colonoscopies after the age of uh, 50. This is a way to get some early early recognition of do you need to get further further testing. So mm-hmm. that's something to look into is this blood-based biomarker to find out if you have that situation and if you need to be going to get more testing. And apparently they'll cover you every three years. So if it's uh, less invasive, easy to do, why not go get that uh, coverage? I know... Yeah. Everyone I talk to that's 50 plus, that's one of the things they dread is the uh, colonoscopy. Here you go. Skip the colonoscopy. Go ahead and uh, still get the cancer screening. Yeah. Well, when you said we're going to the opposite end of the body, I thought we were talking about feet. But that's you stopped true. halfway. We went halfway, halfway there. <laughs> yeah. There you hey, go. Cl- close enough. <laughs> I'm sitting down, so that's what it is. There you that's go. <laughs> what, that's what I got to think of that way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good. We'll keep rolling to more fun stuff. And especially if you're new to Medicare, page four says, what are the parts of Medicare? These are new terms. You hear like A, B, D, C. Mm -hmm. What does that all mean? So it goes through right there. It talks about how A is hospital insurance and tells you exactly what pages to go to to learn about that. B is medical insurance. Like what's the difference? What's hospital versus medical? Hospital is you go into the hospital. Like inpatient. Medical is kind of like everything else. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's I like how you said that, inpatient. Yeah, part A hospital inpatient, part B is medical. That's outpatient. That's the stuff you normally do is yep. the outpatient stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually, you get a lot more of that going. And then part D tells you exactly where to go to. Part D is the drug coverage, and it tells you how you get the coverage for prescription drugs. So that's great. They're giving you great information immediately, right at the uh, the start of it. And actually, for some people that are on Medicare, they're used to the old. Medicare cards that had your social security number on there, they figured out that it's a somewhat of a security hazard to have your mm-hmm. social security card right there, our social security uh, number on the Medicare card. So they've switched it up, some random number, kind of like your driver's license is a completely random number, and shows it right on page four that if you don't have that card yet, call in and get a replacement card so you have the uh, the more secure version of it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's we're five pages in. And it's just amazing information. So this is stuff you ought to be looking at all the time. Well, Jeremy, I, I gotta I gotta say something here because you're the one that taught me because I had no idea 
um, because I had not talked to my parents about this before, but that drug coverage changes every year and or or it can change every year. So you really need to yeah, you really need to review that. So that part D that you were talking about, the drug coverage, I had no idea that that was so important to be checking mm-hmm. on that. And that, the first thing I did, because I think you spoke about that on a podcast like six months ago, maybe even almost a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. First thing I did was I was talking to my parents about, hey, do you guys review your coverage on this? And, right. and my mom's all over it. She's like, oh yeah, we, we do that every year. I'm like, okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> as long as you know. Well, yeah, because the, the insurance company could change its coverage, especially this big word, and they define it in the uh, booklet here, formulary, which mm-hmm. is just the listing of all the different drugs that are covered and how it's covered. So the insurance company could change that. And if you're on a particular drug where all of a sudden it drops off the formulary, you might want to get yeah. a different coverage. Or what if you start needing a new prescription drug and maybe it wasn't covered by your existing insurance? Well, thankfully, once a year you could switch and you ought to be reviewing that. And maybe you can switch to a, a new prescription drug or, uh, drug coverage. I just had a client, uh, this is a fortunate situation, right? We're recording this in January. I called this client basically the first week of January. I said, how's it going? They said, well, not too good. I'm heading to the doctor. We got to get some tests. Might be cancer related. I said, oh my goodness, that's you know horrible. How you doing? And they, they, they went through and talked about that. But they also said, so what does our prescription drug coverage look like? And can we switch it? The answer is kind of yes and no. It's January. It's a new year. They're stuck throughout the year, but thank goodness they can switch it. If, if their prescription drug coverage doesn't cover what they need right now at the end of the year, so it's unfortunate that they've discovered mm-hmm. this kind of at the beginning of the year, they've got to go through their current coverage for this one year, but at the end of the year, they could change to new coverage if that's what they need. And it's an interesting timing situation, but at the same time, whatever their coverage is now, if it's not good enough, it's not a permanent situation on that prescription drug coverage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that's heartbreaking sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But they're working through it, which is good. Yep. All right. There's thanks. a lot of sections uh, through here. So they had the intros and what's new, and then they go through 10 different sections, and we'll just break them down real quick here. Section one, maybe one of the most important things is signing up for Medicare. And we talked about that a little bit with Tom Qualley, about, who's a Medicare expert on the last episode. But you go right there to page 15, and it tells you, do I have to enroll for part A, part B? When do I get this thing called the initial enrollment, the special enrollment, the general enrollment, right? There's all kinds of things in there. But I wanna highlight kind of some odd situations that people aren't necessarily aware of. And if, you, if you're not part of this odd situation, just go to that section 15 anyways. But even the odd situations, they go through and, and talk about it all. So a few things here is that a lot of people think of Medicare with Social Security, right? You, you're on Social Security, mm-hmm. you retire, you get your payments, you turn 65, you get Medicare. You actually do. If you turn 65, you are automatically signed up for A and B if you already have Social Security, right? They just automatically uh, do it for you. So a lot of people say, I'm turning 65, I have to sign up. Well, you don't necessarily have to. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, if you're already on Social Security, you will get signed up automatically. You don't have to do a thing. If you're not on Social Security and you want to get Part A and B, you better go and sign up. And we'll have a link to how you can do that, where you can sign up for A and B. It's really simple. We've helped at least 50 people sign up for Medicare, either A or B. What's interesting there too, let's say you're on Social Security, you get A and B automatically, but you don't want the Medicare coverage. 
And that might be a rare situation, but I've seen it where you're getting coverage to your company. And because of that, you don't want the Medicare coverage. Well, technically you cannot drop part A. That's just something you can't mm-hmm. drop. So you're mm-hmm. on social security, they sign you up for A and B. You can't drop part A and it's free. So most of the time, like, why would you bother wanting to drop part A? And you can't, so don't worry about it. But part B, which costs money, it's $170.10 for 2022 for part B. It costs money for part B and you might have coverage elsewhere through an existing employer relationship that you'd rather have. You can drop part B. So you get signed up automatically if you want to, you can drop part B. And we've helped some people do that. We've helped them evaluate, is it a, a good idea uh, or not? And it's just a form to, to drop part B. And guess what? It's a paper form to sign back up. Because at some point, you'll probably want to get back on uh, part B. Because at, at some point, people get retired. They lose their employer health coverage, their group coverage, and they'll get back on a part B right there. So section one talks all about that. And we want to highlight some things specifically because this whole idea of, do I have to sign up for Medicare at 65? Technically, the answer is no, you do not have to. But if you don't have existing employer group coverage, then you really should, because if you don't sign up on time, you get a late enrollment penalty. Mm -hmm. And who wants to pay extra when you didn't have to? So decide, am I on employer group coverage? And I really want to highlight this employer part. It's not COBRA, it's not retirement, it's not through uh, the Veterans Administration, not through the VA. So sometimes people say, I already have health insurance. Well, if it's COBRA, retirement health insurance, or through the VA, that doesn't count. That's not from active, like I'm working today and getting health insurance. It's because I worked a while ago and I'm getting health insurance. So you better sign up for uh, Medicare then if that's your situation. What about spouse? There you go. So it's employer active coverage. So somebody's employed, right? If okay. your spouse is employed and you're on his or her group plan, that's great. So somebody has to be employed. That employment has to be what's given you the health coverage. Basically nothing else counts. COBRA doesn't Got count. It. Oh, I retired. I get my AT&T retiree health coverage. Nope. Doesn't count. You're not actively employed. TRICARE. A lot of people are retired military and they know they've got TRICARE and they've got coverage there. If you want to keep TRICARE, you better enroll in A and B. That's part of it. And that's all listed in there. Section one. Got a lot of uh, important stuff. And we'll finish up here saying a lot of people wonder when this is going to start. Like when does Medicare coverage start? My birthday is on the 20th of the month. So it must start on the 20th. Actually, no, it is the first day of the month. So you could be born July 31st, last day of the month, July 1 is when your coverage starts. Got it. So that's a, important to keep, it, keep in mind. It's especially important because it's the opposite. So you start Social Security for July, you might earn it for July. You're not getting paid till August. So it's kind of interesting. There are mm. two programs that are intertwined and they're almost opposite on when they start. So keep that in mind uh, on there. Hey, sorry for the interruption. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our five-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com. Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. 
All right, so we talked about section one, when to sign up for Medicare, how do you sign up for Medicare. We'll have a link to the brochure that Social Security puts out of how to sign up online. We'll have a link directly to how to sign up online. It'll be a, a good thing, helpful for you. And hey, if you're one of our clients, we would absolutely love to help you sign up. We do this all the time. We're helping people sign up for Medicare all the time. We figure we've done it 50 plus times, maybe even 100 times by now. You've probably only signed up for Medicare once in your life and you haven't done it yet. And so we'd love to guide you through that. We, we tell that to all our clients and, and we've got some good, strong, smart clients. And every so often they'll say, you know what, I got to handle. We say, hey, we'll help you out. And then a week or two later, they say, uh, actually, I made a mistake. Uh, can you help me fix it? <laughs> I'd rather mm. spend the five minutes helping you sign up for Medicare than the hour it takes to fix the mistake on the signing up there. So we gladly help you sign up for, for Medicare for our, our clients there. Nice. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll go through uh, section two through 10 in the Medicare and U 2022. Again, we'll have links to it. Great stuff to look at. I love section two. I, I think they went from top to bottom, smart way to go of most important on down. But section two says, find out if Medicare covers your test item or service. That's important stuff to know, especially if you're brand new to Medicare. Like how does this change? What's different? And I'm just going to give a blanket statement. I'm, I'm sure it's more specific than this, but in general, Medicare covers just about everything, but eye exams, like your eye doctor, your dental, hearing uh, situations, and long-term care coverage, right? T covers just about everything else. And so that's an interesting thing for sure, especially because when you are employed, you're used to having the vision coverage. You're used to having the dental coverage. Mm -hmm. And you turn 65, you feel like you gotta have that. And in my opinion, the reason you felt like you got to have that is because it's so cheap. You work for an employer. A lot of times the company is paying like 90% of the cost of the coverage. So it feels pretty cheap to you. You go out and buy it on your own. You're paying the full coverage. And let's think about dental coverage. Usually it's like 50 bucks a month. So it costs you like 600 bucks a year. And the maximum coverage is usually around a thousand dollars. So unless you're maxing out like every single year on your dental coverage, it's almost just like you're prepaying. If you went to your dentist right now and said, hey, how much does it cost for a couple exams every year and x-rays every other year, what I'm supposed to do? And they might say, oh, it's 400 bucks a year. You could pretty much go to your dentist, prepay, and it'll cost you the same, maybe even cheaper than buying the dental coverage. Same thing with vision. It's like you pay 200 bucks a year for it. And what does it cover? You know, one exam, you go to the, the eye doctor, you ask him how much an exam is, Probably like 200 bucks. So it's mm -hmm. your, once you're actually paying the full boat for your vision and your dental, uh, I, I think it's more like a prepaid plan. I think you're just better off negotiating with the eye doctor and the dentist on there. But the last thing here, this long-term care, which is interesting. A lot of people hear this term Medicaid and they think of Medicare. Could they have made that sound any closer? I know, right? <laughs> Drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, I hear you. So Medicaid is what happens when you're uh, poor, your income is low enough your assets are low enough that the government's gonna come in and help you out with all those long-term care type of costs. Medicare is that hospital and, and a doctor, hospital medical insurance. Long-term care, you, you need to go to a nursing home, you need to go to hospice, I'm sorry, hospice is covered, but you need to go to a nursing home, in-home care, you've got this kind of slow decline, that stuff's not covered. Mm -hmm. Now, people heard me say nursing home, nursing homes are covered with Medicare, it's called rehabilitation. I tell people, if they think you're gonna get out, it's covered. They don't think you're getting out of the nursing home, it's not covered. 
And so a lot of people do hear Medicare and think it's similar to Medicaid and they feel like Medicare will cover them for long-term care uh, costs. And then they look into it and realize, no, that's not the case. If you're somebody that is unlikely to get down to that level where the government thinks you're poor, you need to make other plans. You need to think about, should I buy long-term care insurance? Or should I set aside some extra money in my retirement planning to make sure I've got the long-term care costs covered? So good thing in there, section two shows everything that's covered, what's not covered, and especially keep those things in mind. Of in my opinion in general, vision and dental, you're fine. Uh, go out on your own and pay for it on your own. It'll probably be just the same cost, maybe cheaper. But got to remember, long-term care is not covered uh, through Medicare. And if you're somebody that's fortunate to where you're probably not going to uh, run down to the level where the government thinks you're poor, you need to make other plans for what your long-term care costs are going to look like for you. Absolutely. Good. Well, a lot of it, I'm just going to say, go and check it out. I'm just going to talk to it real quick. A lot of great information. Section three tells you what is original Medicare? Cause that's important. Original Medicare, roughly speaking, it covers like 80% of the costs, which means in general, you're on the hook for like 20% of the costs, which is why they have section four and five about Medicare Advantage. You can learn there what's Medicare Advantage. Section five, Medicare Supplement Insurance. Some people outside of Wisconsin especially call it Medigap. And you can learn both of those, what's the differences on those two. The whole reason there's Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement, or what some people call Medigap, is what I said about original Medicare. If Medicare is covering 80% of it, you're on the hook for 20% of it, you get some big tests, some big bills. I mean, 20% could still be a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point where we encourage people, make sure you have a Medicare Advantage, make sure you have Medicare Supplement. I just read, Eric, about a month ago, I think there's something like 8 million people in the country that have Medicare, but don't have an Advantage or Supplement. And oh my goodness, I feel mm. like that's a huge risk, especially yeah. Medicare Advantage. Like worst case scenario, just go sign up for Medicare Advantage. Those plans can be uh, cheap. It's better than nothing. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Yeah. Section six, Medicare drug coverage. Talks about all kinds of stuff in there, but I wanna point out two things. Just like with Medicare Part B in age 65, where there could be a penalty for signing up late, there's a penalty for signing up late for Part D drug coverage. So sometimes people reach 65 and they've learned about Medicare A and B, their parents had Medicare A and B. Medicare Part D, the drug coverage, it's almost 20 years old, but it's still kind of newer for some people. They might just miss out that they have to go and sign up for Medicare mm. uh, Part D. And that's a separate thing than signing up for Medicare. That's a separate thing than signing up for your supplement insurance. So if you're somebody that maybe isn't uh, aware that you better sign up for Part D because there's a late enrollment uh, penalty, sometimes people just miss that because they don't, don't, don't know. Sometimes people miss out because they say, I don't have any prescription drugs right mm -hmm. now. I'm healthy. You know, I just take aspirin every day. I, I don't have to, to do that. Well, guess what? You still get the late enrollment penalty right there. And there's reason for it. Think about it. The insurance companies are thinking like, hey, if you sign up for us, only when you need it. That's not how insurance works. Yeah. Right? Insurance <laughs> is there because it's covering a whole lot of people. Some people need it. Some people don't. And if, if the, if there's no penalty for signing up like the day before you need it, well, everyone's going to do that. And the costs are just going to be ridiculous. So that's why they have a late enrollment period for signing up for part D. Mm -hmm. And thankfully 
in Wisconsin. We're in Wisconsin. About half our listeners are Wisconsin. There's a program called Senior Care. It costs $30 a year. I learned this from Tom and his group at Sovereign Select, where that's a, a program. You sign up for it through the state of Wisconsin, 30 bucks a year, and it counts as creditable coverage. So hmm. if you're somebody that says, I don't have any prescription drugs or it's so cheap and I just get it for like three bucks a month, I'm not going to bother with it, at least sign up for senior care. That $30 a year you, you pay for a couple of years, however long it is, until you switch to a real Part D coverage, that's going to be way cheaper than paying the late enrollment period. Yeah. We'll have links to that, so check that out. Well, we got a few more. We'll finish up with Section 7 says, get help paying your health and drug costs. There's some people that do need some extra help. And when they talk about if you have less than 20000 income as a single individual, less than 26000 income as a married in a married couple, and your assets, the amount of money you have, are less than fifteen grand for single or 30000 for married. We're hoping that doesn't uh, apply to too many people, but we're aware that it, it does. Thank goodness they've got that in the plan that you can get extra help with those prescription drug costs. Mm. So if that applies to you or someone you know, it might be your, your neighbor or someone you know, that they're talking about how their drug costs are just too much and they're burdened with it. It could be a situation where they could apply and get extra help. So check that out. Section seven, get help paying your health and drug costs. Yeah. That's great. I didn't know that was in there. Yeah. It's a a good thing. And we'll finish up quick here. Section eight, know your rights, protect yourself from fraud. Yeah. There could be reasons why you're not getting the coverage that you expected out of Medicare. They've got ways you can call in and make sure that you're getting exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. And they have some tips on how do you make sure you're not getting defrauded within Medicare. There's a lot of money, like billions of dollars being spent on Medicare and the criminals, you know why they rob banks? Because that's where the money money is. is. (laughs) That's right. And you know where some money's at? Medicare. Mm -hmm. So uh, be on the lookout. They give you some great tips on how to maybe protect yourself if somebody's trying to uh, defraud you from your Medicare. And they might try to get you to sign up for uh, some sort of coverage or some sort of testing that's not needed because they're Mm -hmm. just trying to defraud uh, Medicare. So keep an eye on that. Section 9 tells you where to get more info. And I love that they ended up on Section 10, which is all the definitions. Have you ever heard of benefit period, creditable coverage, assignment? What do these things mean? And uh, if you're at the doctor's office and you're talking to the billing people especially, and they're using these kinds of words, you've never heard this before. Whenever they use a word that you don't know what they're talking about, I think number one, ask them, can you say that a different way? I need to understand that a little bit better. But otherwise, go to page 121, section 10, has a list of all these different words that you've probably never heard of before. Assignment, accountable care organization, credible coverage, critical access hospital, right? This is important stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can go right there to learn exactly what it means. That's great. And I think a glossary should be part of every book. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Yep, you got it. Well, hey, I'm thinking this is something we ought to do every year. They come up with a new book every year. There's clearly something new every year. So this is it, Medicare and You 2022, it's great because it rhymes, but especially it's great because they give you all kinds of information uh, straight from the people in Medicare about what you should be learning, what you should be doing, how you can be, even they have a section in there, how do you get the most? How do you maximize what you get out of Medicare? That's important. You have this mm-hmm. coverage. How do you get the best use of it? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, Eric, thanks for, thanks for joining me. I know I talked a little bit more. We usually go back and forth, but I just thought this is great information. I just got to get it out there as soon as we can. 
Yeah, no, I, I needed to shut up because I needed to learn from you. I mean, this is a great information. <laughs> yeah. No, this is great. Well, I, and I learned it just by taking a look and reading through the booklet. And that's what we're encouraging everyone to do. Go out there. We've got the links, Medicare U 2022. Read the booklet. It might be helpful for you in a couple of years. It might be helpful because you are someone that's helping your, your parents out with it. Or, hey, you've been on Medicare for a while. There's still new things. It's right there at the beginning. It tells you what's new for Medicare. And that could be great for you, too. Fantastic. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for coming on the show. And thanks to for our listeners for joining us on the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.